Keep your whole home running like clockwork. From the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet, you'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Tim Bra. You are here with JP and Caleb. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope everyone is doing well and ready for another show. How are you doing, JP? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm getting through the week, but hey, another episode of Cheese Brawl, first and ten show, so I'm happy and I'm ready and I'm excited. I'm, 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 uh, I am there with you. Um, I think I'm going to start off, or I want to start off, and I think you do too, with this latest incident that just happened Friday night. Um, it's really depressing, to be honest. And I don't think this is fair. I don't think it's ever going to end unless something is done quickly. And um, I think a prayer should go out to this young man in Atlanta that passed away um, by another police shooting, running away from the police. His name is Rashawn Brooks. He was 27 years old. It's just a, it's a horrible, horrible situation that I don't know when it's ever going to end. And it has to. So just a moment of silence and a prayer for this young man and his family. He didn't deserve that and he does not belong in a morgue right now. Okay, what's your um, thoughts on this, man? Um, it's very sad for me to, to see this because, it's another again, we see another black man killed by police, and this just shows our country needs a change. And it was just such, said earlier that the police chief of Atlanta, the, the mayor called her to resign, and she did. And it's just sad to see, and I'm tired of seeing this constantly happen. And this is the reason why NFL players, even put, uh, sports players around the world, are s speaking up and bringing a attention to this issue because it continues to happen and it shouldn't happen. Now that kid, now that father who just died, got, got, died his kid now going to have to go out with a father. And it's just very unfortunate. It's just very frustrating and sad for me to see because it's just another person was killed by police running away. And it's, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what's going to happen? We got to have laws, legislation put in place in order to stop this from happening. Because if this continues to happen, there's going to be more people rioting and burning down cities and i and i it's just very frustrating unfortunate situation of the day that's all i have to say about it yeah i just don't i don't get it man i mean what what good is the constitution if nobody's going to abide by it what good are laws if nobody's going to abide by them whether it's the police or anyone else for that matter but regardless okay yeah you know i, I put out a post earlier and i meant every word of it you know there's a lot of people out there that get DUIs that fail a sobriety test. He was in a drive-through. Okay, first of all. Mm -hmm. And apparently from one one of the statements was he was sleeping. I don't know if he was or wasn't. 
It wasn't there. But regardless, he failed a sobriety test. You know how many people fail sobriety tests? Do you know how many people that run daily? How many of them get shot mm-hmm. for running away? And I think, you know, the one thing that I can say about Las Vegas is they do have a rule, a law in place. They can't chase anyone down, and they definitely cannot. I mean, they can chase them on foot, but they are not allowed to fire unless they are in an imminent danger. And if it's a high-speed chase, car-wise, they are not allowed to chase them because it puts other people in danger. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be something that is nationwide, not just state by state. Because this is never going to end. And they've got to revamp. They've got to vet, vet these police officers better. And, and on a more consistent basis. It can't just be, let's vet them one time when they're rookies and then wait 10 years and do it again. Because, you know, they're impressionable. Everybody's impressionable to some degree. And they may be with a really crappy um, training officer that pumps their head full of crap. And the next thing you know, they're, 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 I I guess, I don't know how you would even want to word it, but dirty. I mean, they're tainted. Um, Their minds are tainted. And this has just got to go, man. It's got to go away. Atlanta's on fire right now, bro. Yeah. Basically, at the end of the day, the back, the good cops need to call out the bad cops because you can't keep Very letting correct. this happen. We're tired of seeing people getting killed <laughs> all the time, and just it showed. I mean, it's just very frustrating. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it. it. It just really saddens me that we have to. I have to continue to see this week after week, <laughs> even though this has been happening for hundreds of years. <laughs> it's just being put on social media now and everything. So, yeah. Well, that's all I, I know. Say. You're right, and you went through something earlier this week, and I went through something earlier this week that kind of proves our points. And I'll bring up my part. You can bring up your part if you want. But I have a secretary that works for me. Um, she's very, very light-skinned, black and Portuguese. And her father's Portuguese. So... She went to pick up some office supplies, and as she's walking in the store, a white guy walked out and told her to go back across the border with some extremely derogatory names. Mm -hmm. Told her to get on his knees. He was going to make her his bitch, in his words. Um, He had a knife in his hand, and... She was extremely scared. She called me and didn't know she did. And I was trying to find out where she was located at because I was going to go up there. But she couldn't hear me. She actually, I think she might have butt-dialed me, to be honest with you. But you can hear everything in the background. I heard everything this guy was saying. And it was so sickening. I mean, just absolutely unspeakable. You know, get on your knees. Um... I don't even want to go into everything that he said. Yeah, it sounds pretty brutal what all he was saying. Yeah, and he was flailing a knife around, and she didn't know what to do. She's He was blocking her from getting to her car, and they thank God the store manager had called the police prior to this happening because he had caused an incident inside the store over a penny. 
And when I tell you a penny, a penny. And when I tell everybody this, what I'm saying is he thought the cashier shorted him a penny in his change back to whatever he had purchased. Um, come to find out he was wasted. Um, he was, he kept screaming MAGA, which I guess is that thing for Trump. Um, he was on drugs and he resisted arrest. He, I guess one of the policemen had been cut by him and he, you know, felt the wrath of that. And he's now sitting in jail awaiting trial for, I don't know what, um, they really didn't give us all the details, but she's still shaken up about that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sad, you know, it's sad that this is what, this country, we this country was not. It should not be built on this. Yeah, it's supposed it's, to be built on Christian. It's supposed to be built on Christianity, but no one wants to spread that around. We're supposed to be loving and treat people the right way. This is supposed to be land, the free home of the brave, and none of that is being shown at this point. If we nope. continue go back and back and forth with all these different issues, I, I'm not going to share my story. But what I would say is, it's important that you guys pray every day before you go into certain situations because you don't know what type of craziness can happen. Like JP said, his co-worker was almost attacked by this crazy guy. I had to deal with something earlier this week that was very, very stressful. And I feel like if you need prayer is going to help you get through certain bad, certain situations. I agree a hundred percent. And also I know what his situation was. I don't blame him for not sharing it. But one thing I will say is that when you leave your house, don't leave angry. Tell everybody in your house that you love them because you just never know. You don't know if you're going to see them that night. Mm -hmm. So uh, from that point on, let's move on to the next topic, man. All right. Um, yeah, so the next topic we're going to be talking about is basically it's kind of be a combination of basically what the NFL put out for their stance on a common Kaepernick and why they believe that they were wrong in their stance two, three, three years ago and four. why they're, tr yeah, four years and the, the steps that they're trying to do in order to, how do I say, make amends. So JP, what do you, after hearing what Roger Goodell said, what, what is that? How, how does that make you feel after four years after finally hearing what he has to say? You know, I, I'm surprised to be honest with you. I mean, I guess I can't say I'm surprised. I guess I'm elated to a degree that he has finally, I guess, set a precedence in some direct, some degree. Um, I understand some side of this because I do have family members that were military. I lost a family member that was military in my hands. He passed away in my arms. Mm -hmm. and Sorry to hear that. Yeah, my cousin and uh, I. I know what everyone believes the flag stands for. It's not just stands for the military. It stands for freedom. Freedom. That's what people don't understand. Our flag is based upon freedom. It's not based upon just military. It's not based upon just police. It's based upon 
this nation being free. And that's everyone that lives in this nation that is a citizen of this nation. And I think it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's something that everyone has to understand. You know, I mean, Drew Brees made a mistake. And when he listened to some people that told him exactly what they thought, they basically told him the same thing. It stands for freedom. Yeah. Freedom Nobody to do is, what you want. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Drew Brees can have that opinion, but, I mean, people are going to educate him because you. one thing I would notice that there's a lot of football players who love to use that as sometimes as a scapegoat. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need, you're playing football with all these people from different backgrounds and cultures. You need to put yourself in their your shoes. Not everyone comes from a two-parent household with money. You're doing a lot of par- uh, playing with a lot of players who had to struggle to get where they're at. So yeah. there's a different perspective and shock. And when I saw when Roger Goodell made that statement, I was happy, but I was like, it took you four years to do this. Yeah. What I'm more irritated is these owners. I think only two two out of the 32 owners have actually made a statement. I'm still waiting for Clark Hunt to say something, to be honest. Is he going to say something? To I hope he does, because I feel like if they continue just to throw money at the issue, that's not going to do anything. We need your voice. We need your support. You can, throw, is, money, you can throw money at something all day, but it's not going to do anything. Money's so not think, the answer. Mm-hmm, yeah, then that's why I feel like I know a couple of owners have spoken, but I want to specifically – hear Clark Hunt make say something. I heard Patrick Mahomes. I heard Tyron Matthew. I heard Andy Reid. I heard GMs from around from around the league. Chris Ballard, I believe, yeah, for the Colts. I heard diff- everyone else say something. I want to hear something from the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's you how know, I feel. I know. I've met him numerous times, and I knew his dad. His dad was not a very non-confrontational person, very quiet in many ways. He let a lot of, and me and you have talked about this, he let a lot of people walk all over him. And I don't know why he hasn't said anything yet. I don't know what his beliefs are. I know he's not a racist person. Um, he's not um, a belligerent person in any way. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't call someone out because of any anything other than being ignorant. I mean, he will call you out if you're ignorant. Um, I don't know why he hasn't made a statement, and he may. Um, yeah, I mean, he could make one in the next couple of days. I, I'm just saying, I've heard these other owners said some stuff, and I heard that they're donating money to a cause. But I'm like, throwing money at the at a problem is not going to fix it. I no. need to hear your voice and see the emotion in the change, because well, at the, the end difference. of the day, I can't have we can't continue to have the same stuff over and over and over again with nothing happening. Money, look, you know it's funny. When you talk about money in this situation, it, it, it kind of goes back to you can almost look at like even the situation with COVID. OK. They threw money at the wrong people. Period. What do you mean? OK, so when the government was handing out all that money, you know, the oh. relief money. Um, you seen who got the money. I mean, it wasn't I own a small business. Um. I have many friends that own small businesses. We were walked over. We weren't even a consideration when it came to that money. Everybody applied when it first came out, March 30th. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, you're talking about Harvard, or was it Boston University, the Lakers, Leland Fertitta. Oh, okay, yeah. what the f- freak 
did Leland Fertitta need $800 million for? The Lakers and here's don't. The, the Lakers don't need no damn they money. Their payroll is more than what how much money they would have gotten. Their yeah. payroll is more than that. From what I understand, it's only $28 million. Give it to what the hell are they going to do with $28 million? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Okay, and then you got... Okay, Leland Fertitta is a freaking billionaire. He owns all the high-end high-end chain restaurants across the United States. You know, like the the steakhouses and uh, you know Olive Gardens and all these big and not not so much Olive Garden, but like Carabas and mm-hmm. um, he owns over I think it's seven hundred restaurants. Okay, what he did was the little cheap bastard. Is he all of his businesses are broke up into portfolios of 500 or less employees? He kept the money. Mm. The freaking guy has more money liquid than most people would ever dream in a million years of having. He could bankroll all of his businesses out of one bank account for a year and still be just fine. But he kept that 800 million dollars. Well, well, it's very. It's very unfortunate. It's it's a very frustrating situation. Looking at that, like we're both agreeing at the end of the day, like money. You the owners can't in the NFL can't just throw money at this. You guys got to take steps. But I don't think Clark Hunt's a bad person. I think he will get mis- will make a statement. But JP, do you think he'll make a statement soon, or what are your thoughts? I think he will. I mean, I think he'll eventually say something, and he'll and and he'll mean it. I don't think that you know. I don't think he's gonna stroke a check and say, "Here you go. I hope this makes you happy." Because mm-hmm. it's that's not look, you're not gonna <clears throat> money is not gonna fix the problem of racism in this world. You can hand anyone a check today and it's gonna be okay, great, I got a check today, it's gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. but then two days from now somebody's gonna get shot. Somebody's gonna get called a name, somebody's gonna get stabbed, something bad's gonna happen, somebody's gonna uh, uh fist bump a guy that may be not of the same race or color, and then go wash his hands afterwards. So that doesn't fix the problem, okay? Yeah. Money doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. All it does is... Hides it away for a little it bit. It hides it. That's it all helps. it does. It it's helps in certain instances, but it, there's other steps you could take besides money. But do you think Colin Kaepernick could possibly get a backup job with the Chiefs? I mean, do you see that happening? Not with the Chiefs, no. You don't think they, it's possible? No, and the only and it's not because of anything has to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, they're, they're already in a position to where they've got everybody they need as far as backups are concerned. And do I think he can get a job in the NFL? Probably. And I'm, I bet you anything he does now. Um, I think he'll be a career backup now. I don't think, I think he can starter. start. I think he can play some games and win in my opinion, because when his career went down, he was dealing with a lot of injuries. And then remember this JP. Keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Our homes today are like little cities full of different internetic boroughs, like the entertainment district in the living room or the virtual fitness center in the garage. And Xfinity Internet keeps it all running smoothly with reliable speed to power all your devices at once. You get coverage around town from the financial district home office to the spa. Xfinity Internet keeps your little city humming with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Find great offers and value today from Xfinity. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply. Jim Harbaugh left to go to Michigan. 
many cornerstone key pieces on that cornerstone defense retired. So yeah. they were basically kind of like, what are we going to do? <laughs> that team was bad, but he was able to win some games. He so was. I think that if the Chiefs could give him a backup, I would be happy. I mean, if he could get any job, I'd be happy. But right now, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, which no one's going to start over him. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> the next yeah. greatest thing on earth. Yeah. You got him. You got Jordan Tamu out of uh, St. Louis Battlehawks from the XFL. And you got Chad Henney. I don't know. So Chad hadn't make it. I mean, the they Chiefs normally like to take three quarterbacks, but this last year they only took two. So I mean, I don't know. No, they really. had three last year. No, they had two. They only had uh, Matt Moore and um, Patrick Mahomes because Chad Henning was hurt and he was on IR the whole. Oh, year. he got put on IR, but mm-hmm. yeah, but, but he was. Normally, they do like to keep three, and yeah. I think the three that they have, they'll probably keep. Mm-hmm. Um, they do like Henny. Um, I mean, he's not horrible. Um, so I think, you know, this kid from the XFL, um, there was a lot of ignorance going around. He was, you know, he remind everybody said he reminded him of Mahomes and blah, blah, blah. He's nothing like Mahomes. He's not, me, he has a different play style. Yeah. He, totally he actually, play style. if you look at what he does, he could actually run the read option. Uh, how do you call it? the RPO passes per, Pretty nicely from what I've oh, I seen. Think so too. He can run so that. So I mean, if the Chiefs need someone to come in for trick play, I mean, he might be able to do it. You but I'm like know. saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, you never know. Yeah, he just know Mahomes. Yeah, he well, just yeah, know Mahomes. Was, I and that thing is, people love to compare their quarterbacks to Mahomes, but this is what I see the other day. Mahomes is in his own category. Yeah. We need to stop comparing other play, uh, people to Chiefs players. The Chiefs players we have are in their own category. There's never going to be another Tyreek Kill. There's never going to be another um, Patrick Mahomes. There's definitely never going to be another Chris Jones, Frank Clark, or Tyron Matthew. I'm just sorry, but these players have set themselves until they have their own categories. They have. I They're mean, you, you look categories. at it just like that. Yeah, they are. When you start you look comparing at them guys, players, and then you play everybody else. Yeah, when you start comparing players. To other ones, I mean, that's when issues arise, in my opinion. I mean, there was a, I think there's a quarterback many years ago, and I forgot his name. But they were trying to compare him to one of the greats, and the guy became a bust. I mean, you don't really need to put pressure on people. Just let them be and let them work into their own comfort. Now, every quarterback you're going to have is going to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards at the end of the day. I mean... Mahomes, would he throw, like, less than half of that? He threw, like, 24 or 25, maybe? And, look, well, they won the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, and they won the Super Bowl. It didn't mm-hmm. – It you know, it doesn't take – look, he did what he did because he could and he had to. Oh, yeah. Okay? In 18, he did what he did because he could and he had to. It wasn't because of any – because he was trying to show off. If that was the case, then uh, he would have done the same thing in 19, even though we had a better defense oh. and he didn't need to do it. Well, what Andy Reid – sorry, go ahead. No, he just did what he had to do to win, and Andy Reid held back, like, you know, 100% held back, and they went and won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing is I will say this – I said this many times, but I will say it again. Andy Reid didn't even reveal the whole playbook. There's still stuff that (laughs) they haven't even pulled out, and and that was smart because they were able to save loss for when they needed it. Other players, I mean, they just they kind of just showed, hey, we got all this and we're not done. So I'm very happy with all that. Yeah, I mean, it tur- it turned out well, and and I, you know, I as far as Kaepernick is concerned, yeah, do I think he can play? Yeah, he could play. 
I don't know that at his, he's going to be 32. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't played in four years. And I don't, I mean, can he come in and be a starter right off the bat? No. No, Can't he's gonna have a little time to he does. work in he's the system. Have time. Correct. But he's gonna play start some games by the end of the year, I think. Oh, I Especially think he's he on too. a contender. He's gonna be yes. playing week sixteen, week seventeen. Yeah, I mean I mean you're you're gonna see him out there as long as there's no injuries, you'll see him playing. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I still think that with the amount of talent that's in the league right now, where you know a good landing point for him, maybe you just never know, might be the Saints. Um, yeah, yeah. you got Jameis Winston there, 30 and 30, 30, yeah. 30, I mean, 30 touchdowns yeah. for the INTs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that would be a good spot for him to go because I, you know, I think I really do believe this is Drew Brees's last year, mm-hmm. and I think that, um, that if, if it ends up being I mean, I think they brought him, you know, they brought Winston in as a backup because they needed, they needed somebody, but I don't think it's because of any kind of, um, uh, I don't think they have a whole lot of faith in him. Um, well, I feel like he was the best backup at the time and he kind of fits like he fits their offensive style. So he'll air it out deep if need be. I feel like that's why they got him. Well, my got him. And I agree with you. I, I do. I 100 percent agree with you. But I also think that if somebody came along that was better than him, he'd he oh. would start. He, he'd be a third string. Well, or honestly, they could also use him as a trade piece because I wouldn't be surprised if some team's quarterback gets injured. Yeah, and they want to trade him away and say, yeah. "Hey, say, I mean, it would. It would. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly." Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things that are gonna that are, you know, and it's funny because I get questions all the time about. You know, this contract, that contract, who's getting signed, who are we picking up next? Look, everybody out there that listens to this show has followed that 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 has followed me knows that I will say something in due time when it's a hundred percent. I've mm-hmm. said some you know, there's been times that I've said things that people didn't want to believe came out to be true, and we signed some players that I, you know, we're three weeks ahead of rap sheet, you know, Mr. Checkmark. <laughs> and then I was, you know, right when we were going to sign other players that just didn't pan out. And I don't like to speculate. I don't like to um, put the cart before the horse, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But I, I will tell you this, that they are going to make some, there, there will be some trades coming up. There's going to be some changes made. Um, you're going to see things happen, not just with the Chiefs, but mainly. I mean, we, we're we're a Chiefs show, so I will talk about them right now. They are planning on making some more changes before the year starts, and they also plan on making more changes before November. So, with that being said, just let it ride. Don't worry about the next guy that gets cut. I mean, I'm, dude. Do you know how many times, honest to God, if somebody gets cut or released, outright released, whatever, is on the trading blocks, I get fifty to a hundred DMs within thirty seconds, and then public messages: Are we signing him? Are we going to sign him? We need dude, him. Well, we got to have him it's right funny now because um, 
this one uh, Chiefs fan who's a troll, well, he calls him a Chiefs fan, he likes to say us and some other prominent Chiefs accounts basically <laughs> love to insinuate this and uh, damn, like, we're just trying to see what people <laughs> want to say, what they think. Do we really think the Chiefs are going to sign Todd Gurley? No! But it'd be nice to kind of see how would he be doing our offense. Are the Chiefs going to sign Antonio Brown? No. But oh. it'd be nice to see how he would work. Exactly. Let's just say, yeah, we're just people just want to know and see. And um, Veach is going to make the right moves. And I know people were disappointed with some of the moves that were made in the past. I know uh, I'll bring, there's a couple come to mind I won't bring them on the show because they're not for the for this time or place. <laughs> but um, <laughs> end of the day, Veach knew what he was doing and looking back. As much as it pissed some people off, it made this team better to become closer to a Super Bowl. Oh, and it made it. You know what? You know what's the funny part is, is that, dude, when you say that, it just makes me laugh because you got all these outlets uh, with quotation marks. I'm putting them in the air right now for all you fans out there. All you got all these outlets out there that are, you know, they got all these followers, and they were Brett Veach haters. Still to this day, Brett Veach hater, but they refuse, refuse to admit. That he was right. And I get, man, do you know how many tweets that I saved that I still have? <laughs> I screenshotted those tweets. Keeping to the use receipts. To judge their receipts. Because I'm telling you, one day, one of them's going to spout off and I'm going to use it. And <laughs> one of them did spout off, actually. And I'm not going to say his name. He knows exactly who he is. And it was <laughs> over the Sammy Watkins restructuring back in October. That will and never happen. No, yeah, that, he never said he would gone. do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you lost your? When did he say this? What? What? Who, who did he tell this to? And what the hell happened? He got restructured. He restructured. Well, I think with the Sammy Washington situation, as soon as DeAndre Hop- Hopkins got traded, I knew he was going to stay with the Chiefs. There yeah. was nowhere else he was going to go. No, and I tell you what, right now he wasn't planning on going there. He was not going to go there, even if Hopkins stayed. He wasn't going. I've already been told. He was not going to leave. I think he was just entertaining the idea. Like, well, oh, that'd be pretty was, cool. Dude, that's it. I mean, I players are allowed to do that if they want to. Yeah. I mean, people are getting mad. I'm like, let the man live. He just bought you a Super Bowl. If he didn't bring you a Super Bowl, oh, well, it's his life. Yeah. You only get one life on earth. Yeah. Let the man live and do his own thing. I even tweeted him. I said, you got choices, man. I, yeah. I did. I tweeted Sammy. I said, you got some choices. It's okay. I could go and play with the Texans, a team that I'm not familiar with, that I don't know the system, and I'm not going to get along with um, the head coach, that's for sure, <laughs> and nobody ever does, and uh, and become, you know, kind of like a, a, an obscure player and then, you know, drift off into the sunset, you know, or I can stay with the Chiefs, win another few Super Bowls, maybe even one more, Whatever mm-hmm. it takes before you decide to retire or walk or whatever it is, you got your choice, man. Just make yeah. your choice. And all I was doing was giving the man props because of what he did, and I got hammered for saying that by from from a couple of fans. Yep. And I said, "What the hell are you talking about? This is a Madden man props. This is a Madden where you can just make your franchise to make players stay. Yeah, this ain't I no mean, damn. It's, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, hopefully every uh, people can realize that. Yeah. The, the play, everything work out with these players. But going back to the NFL statement, I think in the end, Kaepernick will get a job in the NFL. I, he won't start at first, but I think he will be able to 
play some games, and I think he's going to have a, a, a great rise back to prominence. And I think that um, the NFL will eventually outright publicly apologize to him because in their statement, they kind of just beat around the bush instead of just getting right to the problem, and that's made some people mad. But they will have to deal with that in the day because they, for four years, just didn't even bother co- didn't comment. You have a lead that's seventy percent black, but you can't comment on this issue. Just want to throw money at the problem. And that JPNR saying you can't throw money at the problem anymore. You need to go ahead, address the issue head on, and attack it. So that's all I got to say. And here's another thing too, man. Look, everybody has choices. Okay, no matter where you come from, no matter where you've been. No matter what you strive to be or don't strive to be. You know, the one thing I can tell you, I've always told my son, is that you can you, you can play one side of the fence or the other, but you can't play both. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to get mixed up with the wrong group of people because they're the most accepting. They will accept you in a minute. No matter where you live, that's the easiest group of people to to be accepted into is the wrong group, the bad group. But you could be a Jerry Rice that grew up in the projects that had nothing and be and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with those headaches and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to make my family proud, make myself proud and move on from this disaster of a life that I started in. It wasn't his choice to start that way, but it was his choice to end up where he did. Mm -hmm. And that goes for a lot of people in this league. Okay. Travis Kelsey didn't grow up with a lot of money. Travis Kelsey grew up Mm -hmm. in a shit neighborhood in Cleveland. So his brother rose to Providence. Damn Skippy. So you can't, you can't put off your upbringing to your outcome. And you got to make that decision early in life. And for anybody out there that's 13 and above listening to this show, because on Twitter, you got to be 13, apparently. You need to start now thinking about your future yeah. and what is best for you. Start figuring out what you want to do yeah. in school, job, Correct. education. Correct. Start reading now. This is the prime time when you're in middle school, going into high school. It's better to know now than later in life. Nobody wanted to listen. You know, people don't want to listen to this stuff. And they think, oh, well, I know. You know, when you're 13, you know everything. When you're 14, you know everything. When you're 15 and you get your ass kicked, you don't know that much. And then when you're 17, 18, 19, and you're still getting your ass kicked, but you don't have five cents uh, to buy anything, then you think, damn, I wish I would have listened to that dude. Because it all boils down to what you decide to do in your life. Your up your your start does not define your finish. It's that simple. And if you can you define what you want to do in life. You define your outcome. Not anybody else, not the guy down the street, not the dope dealer on the corner. None of those people define you. You define you. It's that simple. And that's all I really got to say about it. So hopefully people move on and 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 become better people because of it. Um, let's move on, brother. All right. What's next? Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Andy Reid, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and uh, Tyron Matthews' uh, yeah. uh, comments to the whole situation. Yeah. And um, this is relevant to the Chiefs because your star, court, your uh, head coach, 
your star <laughs> your star uh, quarterback and obviously one of your best players on defense. Um, overall, I was very happy and satisfied with what they had to say. I was glad that they were able to bring attention to this issue. And even though that many Chiefs fans did not like that they did this, I'm glad they continued to do it because they know what's wrong for wrong and what's right. And I'm happy that they spoke up, especially Andy Reid, because he's the leader of this team. And many people follow Andy. His coaching tree is one of the biggest in the NFL. And that just shows you how if Andy Reid feels very passionate about something like this, this shows that he has already spread this to other people. He knows how to keep a team together in desperate situ situations are very difficult. I remember when the uh, national anthem protests were first happening, and uh, play there are issues in certain some lockers having issues. Andy Reid was able to keep our team together and keep it rolling. He was like, "If you yeah. want to do, go ahead. I mean, you're not hurting me." So I mean, so I mean, honestly, he's a good man, and I'm happy that he was able to he's able to speak upon this. So if one of having as one of the leaders, it just shows great how great this organization is. Andy, you're right, hundred percent. And Andy has been through more controversy than people even know. And he has been able to weather the storm his entire life, his entire career in football. He's weathered the storm. And that is the mark of a great, great man. I mean, honest to God, I, you know, I wish he would have been my father, not because of his money, not because of his fame, not because of his knowledge, because he is a great individual. And this is coming from a person that grew up with a father. He wasn't a great one. Don't get me wrong. He was, I mean, he was a piece of shit and he was an alcoholic and he was abusive. And, and I, Grew up in a neighborhood that wasn't great, and I moved on from it after a few incidences that I got into, and I decided to make a change at a very early age. But Andy would be, like, to me, he's the role model type of father that mm -hmm. I would want. He's able to help these uh, players who really need someone to be there for him. I mean, it's um, people... As uh, many Peters. people said, I mean, even say many people don't like Marcus Peters, but he would say, Andy Reid can check me like my pops. And that, that just speaks volumes to the respect that players have towards him. Yeah, he cares. That's mm -hmm. the difference is he cares so he's much. He's a player's coach. Yeah, he's a player's coach. He's he's just one of those people that, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's so difficult to put into words how you can – not know a man like on a hardcore personal level and wish to God that he was your best friend, your uncle, uh, cause he's a role model to everybody he mm -hmm. encounters and he's so humble and he's so down to earth. He's not this typical Bill Belichick asshole that thinks he's above everyone and oh, feels Bill like he, <laughs> yeah he oh, you no. know and he's just he's just a great guy and he's gonna you know, make sure oh sorry go ahead i don't, I don't want to no, go ahead you're fine you're fine okay what i was gonna say is andy is gonna make sure that he's gonna get you back on the right path other coaches were just gonna use you to win games Andy's gonna make you a better person of the day yeah he is um he actually cares about everybody and that's the difference between him and any other coach that I think 
in my opinion, I've ever seen in other than Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil did care tremendously for his players. Um, but Andy, I think, cares more because he did more to help them. He does more to help them. Mm-hmm. And he wraps his arms around them. He does everything he can to make sure that everyone feels wanted. And that's what everybody in this world wants, is to feel wanted. You want to feel wanted. I want to feel wanted. No matter what, people can say, oh, the hell with you. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So put all that shit in the back of your mind because you know for a fact that at the end of the day, you want someone to care. And that's it. And it all goes back to what we started this show with. Everybody wants someone to care. Everybody wants to be equal. And Andy treats everybody equally. Let me tell you, Mahomes went and talked to Goodell. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. And I I honestly think Mahomes is the face of the NFL and he has that much power. Even though he's a local dude from Kansas City, it just speaks volume to the respect he has. And I'm glad Mahomes was able to... um, get the talk with Goodell and hopefully that he's able to stir Goodell in the NFL organization in the right direction. Can you imagine, can you imagine, just think about this. You've got guys in this league over the last 30 years that have been some of the best that's ever played the game. Okay. None of them. I don't believe in my mind would have ever been able to at 24 years old, walk up and go talk to the commissioner of football about a a situation like this and be listened to and be heard. Well, I think what we have in Mahomes is Mahomes is very mature for a 24-year-old. Oh, he's way beyond I mean, he learned so much from his father. Yeah. He grew up basically in the big league park, so we got to see how things get done. And, I mean, that just shows his credit – his attention to the detail and honestly man at the end of the day he's someone that people want to hear from because he's that have a figure in the football community yep you know one thing about his dad everybody wonders you know you always hear these stories about people that have grown up in a sports environment hardcore mm-hmm. sports environment that are just belittled beat down you know, it's it's to a point where their parents or their father figure, whoever it may be, has beaten it into them so much that they don't even want to play the game. The one thing that I can tell you 100%, because I know for a fact, Pat Sr. did not do that. Mm-hmm. He taught him. He let him do his thing. But he was very respectful for what Pat wanted to do, Pat Jr. Mm-hmm. Whether it was play ball, whether it was be a a doctor a lawyer uh whatever but he saw the talent and he said make your choice choice he could he he was drafted first mlb draft by the detroit lions i mean that just shows how multi-talented uh mahomes is at different (laughs) sports i mean he could have went first in the draft before actually going to texas tech to play football he could have and you know it's it's so insane because his dad was such a, he, he is still a humble guy. He was a humble guy 30 years ago, and he's a humble guy today. And, 
he will go up and talk to anyone, but he is, he's, he's a great guy. He really is. People yep. can, you know, he's just a very good person. And mm-hmm. I, luckily Mahomes was blessed because he grew up with a father like that. Yeah. And I have immense respect for Pat senior, you know, immense respect. And he's dealt with his adversities and he's still right there. He's still yeah. doing what he's supposed to do by every, being a father. Every game. Yep. Every game, yeah. you know, and, uh, I just, I'm happy that Mahomes turned out to the person, to be the person that he has. I hope that, um, that he, I, I know he'll continue to be the person that he is. He has way too many morals and way too much respect for himself and his family to ever be anything else other than who he is right now. And that's what sets him apart. Cause somebody asked me a question today through our network about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh no. And you know how I feel about maker Baker. Mayfield. You do not like the guy. <laughs> I do not. Um, it has nothing to do with his abilities. It's his freaking shit attitude. I can't stand it. He has a major chip on his shoulder, and I think he uh, does. And he, he's got he's no a, reason for it. Well, there's no reason for that chip, dude. I can understand why he has it. I feel like he can be a good quarterback. He just the Browns organization is just unstable. It's sporadic. Okay. You don't know okay, what's going to happen. If you put next. him in our, if you put him in our system right now, tell me this. If you put him in our system, okay, let me just backtrack. If you would have put him in our system two years ago, do you think we would have won a Super Bowl? No, because the team wasn't ready yet. Okay, this but it, team do you effort. think we would have won this year? No, we wouldn't have won. I think we would have went to the AC Championship game, maybe. But I, it's hard for me because different situation. If you sign Mayfield, there's certain plays you're not going to get. The Chiefs may not even get the defense they want. I think if they did get a, we would end up winning, but winning some games. But I don't see us win the Super Bowl. What Ever. sets Mahomes different? What I think you're saying, what set Mahomes different from Baker Mayfield is just Mahomes is just overall better and just a better leader in certain instances. He's a better person. He knows how to get. He knows how to get everything out from all his um players. I remember one time actually. They were having OTAs, JP, and uh, Sammy Watkins was running slow, <laughs> and Mahomes called him out, and this man got first in the next rep of sprints. <laughs> that just shows how uh, humble and respect this man has. Yeah. He called out Sammy Watkins, who's a vet, and told him to keep, you need to run faster, don't be last. A so, I mean, runner. <laughs> man, that boy, <laughs> man, right after he told him, oh, I got to start running, he could be start talking to me. <laughs> so I mean that just shows I mean another actually a prime example I, I don't know who it was someone on Twitter showed uh, noticed this when this um, 2017 when Alex Smith was a quarterback for the Chiefs compared to the 2018 they noticed that the wide receivers when Alex Smith, Alex Smith was a quarterback they weren't running their routes to the fullest they would just half run them but yeah. with Patrick Mahomes they're running their routes like no, no, nobody's business because they know it's possible they could get the ball. So well, not to mention the fact that you know he Mahomes throws the ball about forty-five yards further than 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 uh, on a fling on a fling throw. Yeah. Than Alex could ever throw the ball, but uh, they know that he's. You're right. They know that he's going to put the ball in somebody's hands. I mean, he's hit. You know, in one game, I think he hit nine, ten different receivers. 
he's he's one of those people and, and a running back and maybe a fullback and then he hit you know he'll hit people just out of nowhere um somebody will come in eligible and the next thing you know they're getting hit mm-hmm. so uh he he does things that in comparison to Baker Mayfield Mayfield came out of college with that runner up Heisman trophy bullshit in his mind <laughs> <laughs> and it never left him. He still believes he should have won the Heisman. He still believes he won this Heisman. He oh, won he Heisman. won his Heisman. That right. That's right. You're you're right. He did. Um, but he believes that he is the best that ever played the game. And let me tell you something. You can blame wh- whoever you want on his downfalls, but that's him. That's his fault. It can't you you can't put it all on the coaching because I know for a fact they let him loose last year on his own and they let him call his own plays and he fell <laughs> flat on his ass. So yeah, they and had he had some of the best year. weapons in the NFL. Yeah. You know, look, you got Odell, <laughs> you got Kareem, you got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. I mean and uh you can't in, win in more than seven games. I don't give a shit. You're not ready. It's that simple. Yeah, and, and I think I've he just had, needs... Sorry, go ahead. No, I've had people in the NFL that have said, and I told this to this guy, he's a, he's on the Cleveland podcast, and I told him, I said, I do not mean any disrespect, but I've heard people in the NFL, within the in the in the structures of the NFL, say he is arrogant. He's way, way, way too full of himself. And one person even used my phrase and said he is Johnny Manziel 2.0. Mm-hmm. Well, the Certain one NFL thing we, we all know is that he did more uh, State Farm or Progressive commercials than wins. We got saw more of those than wins. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he did more Cleveland Brown picking up trash than he did. I mean, he picked up more trash in those commercials in the Cleveland Browns commercial than he ever did anything else. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, that's the case. But And cleaning toilets. But he... Uh, if he, if he comes out this year with that same exact attitude with the team that he has together right now, because so far I don't believe they've lost anyone. I know Odell doesn't want to be there, but I don't think he's going anywhere because I don't think anybody's going to pick up that contract. No, but, no. Um, I, I mean, I don't think a team out there can afford him. But um, Your cap is just short for the next couple years. Yeah, I mean, he's done for. that. John Dorsey did him in like he did us in. So and then where's he at? And what? And do you remember home, my at home on the couch? Do you remember my predictions? No. What was it? I predicted John Dorsey would be fired at the end of the year. At the beginning of the season, I said he will not be here at the end of the year. I also predicted they wouldn't win more than seven games. I also predicted there'd be inner turmoil within that locker you did. room. You did. And all three of those damn things happened. Yeah. Because. And all the turmoil that he caused in the locker room, there was a lot more than what was reported. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. They and have so many egos there. And, and honest to God, a lot of it was his ego starting the problem. When he walks into a locker room because he's getting his ass handed to him on a, on a, in a game, and he walks in at halftime and blames everybody else on the team besides him for throwing three interceptions in one quarter, <laughs> he's the one that threw those damn interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, he, oh, you didn't run your route right. Well, you I mean, do it I'm, short. I'm looking at this iPad, and it says this route's supposed to do this and then this, and I'm supposed to stop right here. Where the hell was that ball? 
It was 18 yards to the left of me and 35 yards short. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's kind of the summary summary of what happened. Yeah. So, so that season. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want everybody to sit there. Oh well, it was, it was the coaching staff. No bullshit. They let him free. Well, and he failed. The only thing I would say team. is that there was no chemistry and no. just the situation. I feel like yeah, it's partly his fault, but the organization as a whole failed that whole team. They always have. They've always failed that team. That organization is crap. It always has been, always, probably always will be. And I tell you what, it, you know, Washington for the longest time was the worst organization in football. And I got to tell you, they're not anymore. They're not. You sure? They're number two. These the, think the Browns won more games than the, the Browns won more games than the Redskins. Yeah, but that, the only reason they did is because Alex Smith was gone. And they didn't have anybody to put in there. Because Alex had them 6-0 and oh, and then got hurt. Like, and they, yeah, they six and two, up. maybe. Yeah. No, he was six. He was six and zero. Oh, I think. I think he won six straight games mm-hmm. before he got hurt. I'm not sure. That's I had to look possible. that up. Yeah, you, you're but probably I, right. I thought it was like six and two, five and two, six and two. But I think I don't right. remember. But all I know is he was. He had a winning season going, and he got hurt, and that was it. And they didn't have anybody to fill his spot. Mm-hmm. And when he got hurt, that whole team went downhill. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I I just I don't feel a lot. I I don't feel confident in Mayfield. I never would. I never could. And when they put that team together, when Dorsey put all those guys in that group, I thought, oh, and I and the post is still up. I said, you got so many egos in one room that it's going to explode. That room is going to pop. It's going to be a bloodbath <clears throat> in that locker room. And that's exactly what happened. But the problem with it is, is that the biggest ego in that room held the football 99% of the time. And when that's a problem, it's over with. And that's where Andy is best at keeping egos down. Because if you're not humble in this, in this, in any league, whether it's Major League Baseball, football, soccer, badminton, chess, it don't make a damn bit of difference. If you're not humble, you're going to fail. You can mm-hmm. be confident, but be humble at the same time yeah. because you don't know what's coming around that corner. Believe me, I'm a perfect example of that. And you know that mm-hmm. because yeah, I wasn't arrogant. I wasn't, I wasn't full of myself, but I knew for a fact where I was going. And when it ended abruptly, my life went, I mean, I was devastated mm-hmm. and I didn't have a chip on my shoulder. I wasn't, I didn't think I was the best guy in the room. I thought I was, I was always taught, Hey, look, you know what? There's always somebody better than you. Mm-hmm. That's my from Little League all the way all the way up to Nebraska. I was told there's always going to be somebody better than you. So mm-hmm. make sure you keep your head on a swivel and make sure you keep it level. And that's what I did. I just happened to catch a bad break. It is what it is. But if he catches a bad break, you somebody better pull him off a ledge. Hmm. And that's just the way it is because he's the kind of guy that I mean, he'll be another Ryan Leaf. So they better <laughs> yelling, at, yelling at people in the locker room. <laughs> yelling at people in the locker room, stealing mm-hmm. pain pills. You better you better hope to God he don't end up like that because mm-hmm. you know it's just well, that simple. But anyway, I think Mayfield has some sense. But what do you think about? I know we went a little tangent there with Mahomes, yeah. but basically Mahomes, we were happy about his statement. Yeah, and what he had to say. But uh, what do you think about lastly what Tyron Matthew had to say? Uh, um, uh, one of, a leader on the defense. You know, I, I, I'm 100% behind everything he said. Everything. 
I, I don't fault him in any way. Do you? No, I mean, honestly, he's just kind of speaking from perspective from where he came from. Coming yeah. from Louisiana, dealing with all the crap he had to deal with. I mean, he has a right to say what he had, what he believes. Can so, you imagine um, that, though? Yeah, I mean, live, live like that. I mean, that. He, he, you, you, people don't realize, but he had a very rough, very rough childhood. And he was able to come back and make stuff from, make a life for him. He almost even didn't even get drafted. He got kicked out of college by Les Miles. Yeah. I mean, Tyron Matthew is a leader. And he knows what he's talking about in the day. And that's why I'm glad to have him on this defense. And I know he's not the leader. I say there's three leaders. You got Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and Frank Clark. Those are your three leaders. Yeah. And I just think that with Tyron Matthew, he added a boost to this defense. But I'm also happy with what he had to say because he brought for he brought he agreed with everyone said, but he brought his own different perspective because yeah. every Andy Reid has a different background. Patrick Mahomes has a different background. Tyron Matthew has a completely different background. He, that was perfect for him to speak and what show what he what he believed in what he had to say. Yeah, and you seen what happened to him? I mean, he was extorted by his own damn family member. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know, it's no different than anybody else. When you know, it's that, and that's what that's what it all goes back to when it comes to jealousy, greed, and embarrassment by whether it be family members, friends, or whoever you grew up with in a really shitty, shitty situation. When you come out ahead, all those people are jealous. And all he's humble. People, and he's, he's humble. humble. About it. He's I very mean, humble. You would, I mean, he was humble this whole career, even the, all the situation now with, uh, when he was speaking. I haven't seen him really pop off on any Chiefs fans that have been giving some smack, which he's been known to do. And I honestly agree, agree with him if he did because it's his man's First Amendment right. Let him let him speak. And it just irritates me that people are still mad at Patrick Mahomes for what he did. These players are going to take a stand. They're tired of seeing this happen. They have a platform. They're going to use it. And you know what, man? If somebody's pissed off at what Patrick Mahomes had to say or what Tyra Matthew had to say, that or shows Andy you Reed. what kind – or Andy Reid. That shows you what kind of person they are. Period. End of story. The NFL and even sports has always been political. It doesn't matter. There's going to be politics. And you can't just make it tell them to shut up and dribble. Shut up and go to football. These that people needs to can be only, fired. They can only just play sports for so many years. Out of that, they either got to get a regular job or somehow make their money work for them. Look at Randall Cunningham. All those years he played in the league. He opened up a cabinet company. He works yeah. at a lumber. He, dude, he drives a forklift in his own lumber yard. I mean, hey, people, if you got the, that's what I think the NFL. Well, they got to teach more money budget classes to help people because many players go broke. They yep. need that paycheck once the summer ends and the season starts, and that just shows you got to put the right position, uh, right um, people to speak with to these players in place. And I'm just glad, honestly, though. And then the day that the they're, they're, that the uh, Chiefs are using their platform to spread um to spread um how to say to spread their idea ideology and how they feel. But I'd like to say one thing to add this. I'm happy what BJ Kissel put out the other day. Um, about and also about his uh part is why well. I, I appreciate what he's been doing. I just want to add that in there. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's been doing some tweets 
um, that are trying to make uh, Juneteenth a national holiday, and I, I feel that's very important. And I'm very happy that you have another p- person, a top journalist for the Chiefs, that is speaking their mind. Muslim, we haven't really seen many journalists, from my opinion, that have done this. But I'm just showing you, this shows the, the Chiefs organization as a whole is a first-class organization that will stick up for their players and be there and ready to help them. You're right. And the journal, journal, the journalists that have spoke up, mm-hmm. and even some of the black journalists, like, uh, what's his name, Stephen A. Brown? You Stephen know what I'm talking Smith? about? or Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. that dude there, man, he is like, that guy is like a contradicting machine. Yeah, I'm not going to get into what he has man, to say. That That's dude. a whole show dedicated. Holy it's mother of God. It's very frustrating what he does, but I'm going to let it be at the end of the day. So Yeah, he's that mm-hmm. dude, man. He, I don't know. I <laughs> guess that's what gets the clicks, though. So let's talk about Andy Reid and Colin Cowherd. Oh, <laughs> so um, basically what was very interesting about um, what <laughs> happened during this interview was – Andy Reid was basically Colin Cowherd asked Colin Cowherd asked Andy Reid, "Are you coming up with more plays for the offseason?" And Andy, we said, "Yeah, well, obviously we're making more plays. You can't have the players be stagnant throughout the offseason. We need more plays for certain situations for certain times." And he was going through his whole spill, and he said, "I know you're not believing in us. You're picking the Broncos, but we'll be ready for him, basically." Yeah. And Andy Reid, that was so funny to me yeah. because he put he he exposed Colin Coward because he thinks the Broncos can beat the Chiefs. Yes, yeah. the Broncos are are good, and they're going to have a good and um sorry. Yes, the Broncos are going to be good, and they have a talented roster, but they're not being the Chiefs this year or for the next no. couple of years. No. It's going to take them time. You know what's going to you know when the Broncos are going to get good again. When John Elway's not the GM anymore. I agree with you right there, whole full hard. That's all it is, man. I mean, you know, when 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 Manning embarrassed him and broke all of his records in two years that it took Elway 17 to gain, um, that kind of basically just did Elway in. And he's never he's never been a good GM. And that that you know, that was like an all-in deal. Here, let me give you 36 million to come in and win us the Super Bowl. And he did it. And then he also broke all of his records. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just kind of embarrassed him. And always, one man, he's got a chip on his shoulder bigger than teeth. I mean, and he oh, he just man. he <laughs> oh, no. he he's not a he's not a he's not a humble guy. So uh, I think Denver is going to suffer as long as he's part of that organization. Yeah, um, just that simple. But uh, yeah. They ain't beating us for a long time. Yeah, that showed so. me that Andy Greed will stick up for his organization and call out silliness. Uh, one example I remember was whenever they had the Chiefs and the Ra- uh, Rams had a, a terrific, for, terrific Monday night game that oh, unfortunately was holding Chiefs loss. And Andy Reid basically <laughs> called out uh, Jared Goff because he was trying to like change the that call. That was great. And I didn't show Andy oh, Reid doesn't God. play no games. Oh, that he see what great. he was trying to do, and I was like, "Get your ass across the field! What are you doing standing here? You ain't on the sideline." <laughs> yeah, exactly, and oh. yeah, it just shows Andy Reid. He's um, <laughs> he's prepared to take the punches and deliver them back. And when he called out Colin Cohort, I was happy. Oh man, Colin Cohort stakes. I'm sorry, they're very terrible. Yeah, I, well, that man. I, mean, that I don't guy, understand how he has a show. He's good what he and he does, but some of the takes, I'm like, dude, really. Him and Florio should be together on, on the oh show because both those fools. One thing that oh was kind of comical, I got to tell you, was the Mitch Trubinsky thing. Did Uh-oh. you see any of that part? No, what happened? Oh, gosh. Um, it was fantastic. Um, he, 
Mr. Trubisky put out a statement stating, basically, you know, I understand that, and PFF, it was actually, I don't, I can't stand, I can't stand that outlet. You don't like, um, you don't like pro football focus? Not, not, no. I like the Chiefs not, branch uh, they have is pretty good. The Chiefs well, branch, those guys are nice. One of the things that was, it was actually comical, it was just, he's put out a statement, he says, I, I, I don't, I didn't expect it for them to pick up my fifth year option. Um, with my play and the way I have performed over the last, you know, three years. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to get it, you know, work my heart out and do this and do that. And PFF, one of the writers, I don't know who he was, but they said, man, that's the most accurate he's been in four Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and I, I mean, got to say he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I don't want to get into that, but mm-hmm. – um, he was actually right. That is the most accurate he's been. But um, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I mean, the Bears are going to do about a quarterback. I mean, I know they're. I guess apparently right now he's still on the roster, but um, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I don't know if he has an opportunity to go somewhere else. Um, if they, I if think he gets he's it play this year, this going to be he's going to play this year. Probably I don't will. see. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, but that was that was comical to me. I mean, that was just funny. Um, that was the most accurate he's been in four years. But uh, well, I mean, he had some good games. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's been bad this whole time. Trubisky did have some good games, but unfortunately, yeah. they just weren't able to pull pull it through. He just didn't have them games that um, that you know he didn't have them Mahomes games. You know, when Mahomes counted him down. That was fantastic. <laughs> he you counted know, one, that two. Down. <laughs> yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be a weird, it's going to be a different season this year. Um, it's going to be a long, a long season, I think, just because it's, you know, everything is changing. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun season. Um, it's going to be a great year for Kansas City. Oh, man. Um, I don't know what else to say, but back-to-back. That's my new logo every time I post something, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Hashtag back-to-back. Because I'm still – I will never change my mindset about that. We will go back-to-back this year. Um, no one can stop them. Uh-uh. And, you know, if Andy's making up new plays now, God, can you imagine what it's going to be like in September? You know what? I want to see a triple option reverse with Tyreek Hill, with Cole Hardman, and um, and Patrick Mahomes. I'm really oh, curious man. to see how that would be. Oh, that would be really cool. awesome. Oh, <laughs> that'd triple be just... reverse option. Yeah. We call it the triple Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they'll just be throwing the ball over each other, and then next thing you know, Mahomes is open in the end zone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, I think this has been a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good show. I think we have a lot to go over and a lot a lot of changes need to be made over the next now. It should have been done a long time ago, but going back to the beginning, everybody out there, you need to think before you speak, think before you react, be a human being. Everybody needs to come together. As I say, every show, everybody needs to be one. Mm -hmm. This is a free nation. 
We are, it's 2020, not 1820, not 1920, it's 2020. This needs to end now. So let's all be supportive of each other and try to make this a better place to live because if we don't, Who's gonna think about your kids, think about your kids, kids and what you're bringing into this world, how they're going to be affected when you're gone. And that's how you have to look at it. And what are what example are you leaving or giving your kids right now? And if you guys can just get out of this mindset and move forward, everybody, everybody needs to be one. Just remember who you are and where you came from. Because I guarantee you, not everybody came from this uh, perfect silver spoon lifestyle that you think you grew up in. And if you did, that's great for you. But be courteous of other people. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, the only thing I would say is... um, uh, for the younger guy, people who listen to our show, right, go ahead and now and start looking to what you want to do when you get older. Because exactly. it's better to figure that out now than get to 20. Like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then you kind of figure it out. If It saves you a lot of pain and saves you a lot of money in the end if you figure it out now. Just start the thing I encourage. If you're interested in topic, start reading about it. Looking up articles, checking out books, start reading about it. Watch a YouTube videos if you don't want to read. Just kind of see, hey, this is what you, if you see if you want to do it. Call for, try to find someone that um that from where you work that might doing might be in that same position who is uh, in that type of job. The one thing I say in my job that I do, I won't say on camera, but I meet a lot of people who are actually in a lot of promising positions. So if you just kind of talk with the customer base wherever you go and just pick people, pick pick their not pick their brain, try to figure out what they have to say about certain issues, ask them about their job and stuff. I mean, you actually going to learn a lot about how the way things work. So that's all I got to say. You know, there's a there's a kid that follows me, and that's the last I'll say, and then we can end the show. His name is Nolan Rogers. Okay, I talk to this kid all the time on DM. I mean, I can scroll back probably three years. Um, He asked me a million questions um, about different things. He's very, very, uh, um, I I don't want to, I don't want to put his personal business out there, but he's a young kid. Um, He's in high school. He missed his graduation this year. Um, He told me the other day, the one thing that he wants to do is be in coaching in the NFL. And I talk to him all the time about his goals and what he wants to do in life and to just keep going for it. And the one thing that I noticed about him, he asked me a lot of questions about players that I knew, especially Derek Thomas. He's very, he's too young to, to, he's watched film. He wasn't really born when Derek was, I mean, you know, playing, but He's infatuated with Derek, and he knew that him and I were friends, close friends, and he he asked me a lot of questions about him, but he said he wanted to go into coaching. He spends more time. He sends me pictures of every book that he has read from every head coach that has written a book, whether it's a memoir, a book, 
Um, he watches every show that has to do with NF- the NFL as far as coaching, scouting, whatever it may be. And I can guarantee you that at one point, this kid will be in the NFL in some capacity on the sidelines. And he may start off short, but he's going to end up tall. And I, 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 I really love the fact that he has so much drive and determination for someone in his position. I'm looking at one of his tweets right now. He sent me um, a book, uh, Brian Billick's book, and he read every bit of it. Bill Walsh. It doesn't matter who it is. He reads their books. And he really studies what they do and their philosophies behind how they became who they are. And to me, that is just a fantastic thing. And if people knew his background um, or his situation, then you would understand a little bit more. I think you might know, Mm. but um, a lot of people don't know, and I'm not going to put his personal business out there. That's his choice if he wants to do that. Um, But I give that kid up the utmost respect and, you mark my words, remember his name, it's Nolan Rogers. He will be at one point probably with the Chiefs because that's who he wants to be with. And somehow, some way, by the time he's out of college, he will be with the Chiefs and he somehow will be with some type of a coaching position. So that's the mm-hmm. kind of person that you want to be. Somebody that really is pa- find your passion and go for it. That's what you have to do. You have to find a passion, something that you love, and go for that passion. Because if you don't start early, there's always too late. And you can get to that point where you're 25, 26 years old, and you're still wondering what you're going to do with your life. And that's the last place you want to be at 25, 26 years old. So with that being said, do your homework. Do what you're (laughs) supposed to do. Think about what you're supposed to think about. Get rid of the mindset. Just like he, just like Caleb just said, just do what you're supposed to do, and and find your passion, and you'll be just fine in life. Because if you don't, you know where you're going to end up. So you can do it, Nolan. He will, man. We believe he'll do it, and and he will. I got every ounce of faith in that kid. Um. I love that kid to death. I swear. I've never even actually physically met him, but I feel like he's my little brother. I mean, that's how I feel about him. And um, he's got such a passion for the NFL and for the game, and he studies everything. I, you know, honestly, I don't think he watches anything else besides highlights and reads books about the NFL. So I got every f- bit of faith in the world in that kid. And he will end up being something big in the next five to six years. He's got one more year, and he's going to be in college. And I got, you know, I got all the respect in the world for him. But with that being said, uh, those are my parting words. What are yours? <laughs> uh, that's all I say, JP. I'm glad everyone's able to listen to the show. I know um, pretty soon we're going to try some special guests on that you guys are going to enjoy bring different perspective and we just say hope you guys enjoy the show and big things will be happening in the future correct we did have plans to have a guest on some some scheduling changes um 
kind of prevented that. Um, but that is coming soon, just so you guys know. Um, we also are going to have some other guests on from Twitter. But these other two, three guests, it was just a scheduling issue more than it was anything else. And those you will absolutely love. So um, with that being said, I bid you all a great evening, a great week. And uh, that's all for me. Be safe out there, Chiefs Kingdom. Okay, so work's done and you're craving something spicy and salty. I know. What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Wasabi and Soy Sauce flavored almonds. They're so good and almonds are a superfood. Don't deny your cravings, eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds, crave victoriously. Okay, so you're between meals and you're craving something sweet, right? What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Honey Roasted Almonds. They're so good. And almonds are a superfood. So don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously.